On the 97th episode of Fantasy Lens, we recap week one, say what we learned and what surprised us, preview week two, go over some start sits, Brian does the two-minute drill, and we give our boys of the week. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens. It is I, John, joined by Brian and Anthony, and the Browns ended their losing streak by tying. With a tie. The best way to end the losing streak, apparently. I was laughing out loud for like the last three minutes of that game because it was so ridiculous. Those Browns fans were so excited. I mean, wouldn't you Just be? Just the un- incompetence was off the charts. On both sides. I know. It was it's such an incompetent game. A fun game. Very fun. Just how silly it was. Um, it just, I, it baffles me, like, I don't know, that, the Pittsburgh Steelers just, I don't know, are they, are they bad? Are the Browns okay? Like, no, are no, they just like, not, what, like, don't it, take, nothing, from, they take nothing away from this game, right? Take nothing from this game, cause Big Ben shouldn't be a starting quarterback on the road. He can't play football on the road. No. At home, he's a top five quarterback every time, and he lights it up. On the road, he's a pumpkin, like, I, what? How are you supposed to judge the Steelers on on the road anymore? In the last like three years, Big Ben has just fucking sucked on the road. Yeah, and also against the Browns, he's sucked recently. And also, uh, like the last like four games between the Steelers and Browns have been decided by like four, three, and four and zero points now. I mean, he salvaged his game by you know, you know, second half with, you know, a lot of yards and everything like that. but He, he threw, like, five picks. No, he threw three picks. Three picks and, like, two fumbles. Two fumbles, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. But, like, he salvaged, like, a shit, a real shit game, fantasy-wise. Like... Mate, did he? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, based on... I mean, I had... Someone, Even with the negative 10? Well... I, uh, Brown salvaged a bad game, too, with that... T- they both... With that real late touchdown. Well, you know, I guess you know what my, the problem is. I'm looking at Ben through a... Um, a league where I think the stats play a little differently. So he wasn't as far from Kirk Cousins in points as I maybe he should be in a standard QB scoring league. So I guess it probably was pretty shit considering his three fumbles, three, two fumbles, three interceptions. So yeah, I mean, he had one TD and five turnovers. Yeah. My, uh, my, the league I'm in only, uh, you only get a negative one for an interception, which I don't like, but yeah, oh, yeah. so yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. So whatever. All right. Well, let's the rest. Some of the other good games. Yeah, he, I guess. Has, he had a nine point something game in standard. Ugh. Wish I was in standard for that. Um. All right. So yeah. Well, I, I don't want to talk about Big Ben. All right. Well, I mean, the game of the day was probably the Sunday night game with the Bears and Packers, where Khalil Mack dominated the first half, Aaron Rodgers dominated the second half. Uh, just great game, and you know. High drama with Rodgers getting the Paul Pierce treatment, getting carted off the field slash court, coming back and leading a comeback. Yet still questionable for week two. More so Willis Reed. <laughs> Paul Pierce is a faker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd go with the Willis Reed more so. Hate stupid sideburn Paul Pierce. Wow. Tell us how you He's really my least did. favorite basketball player of all time. Really? I hate Paul Pierce. Of all time. That's pretty, that's pretty bold for, wow. Paul nope, Pierce. hate him. He sucks. Didn't he, didn't he get stabbed like nine times too or something like that? Something like that. He was just such a prick. 
against the Knicks. I mean, he has the right to be. The Knicks always sucked. And, well, his, most of his career sucked until the big three got there, until Garnett and Allen got there. Yeah. He, yeah, he was just, his teams always sucked. They formed the first super team since, like, the Bulls and Lakers. And then he acts like such a dick all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm a Knicks fan, so obviously I'm going to hate him. So don't take don't little, take me seriously. A little bit biased. Yeah, for sure. But let's get off Paul Pierce. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers, absolutely amazing. Did you see the interview after the game where he looked like his uh, – people were like saying he looked like he was on happy pills where his eyes were all glazed over and he was just <laughs> no, I didn't questions? He probably had to be after all the adrenaline yeah, like, wore down and injected everything. Injected you're just the system. in pain. So he had to throw some happy pills in him. But no, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch that. He's insane. Just the throw, the throws he can make with his upper body alone. The throw to Allison was ridiculous. That, people, that quarterbacks can't make with a full body. Yeah, he flicked it like sixty-five yards from the far hash to the corner perfectly. Just, just nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and Khalil Mack, John Gruden was uh, trending on Twitter twenty-four hours before the Raiders played, just because everyone was saying, "Like, how do you trade this guy?" Well, he did something like no one did in like 30-something years, like having like a, yeah. a sack, an interception, a fumble recovery, a touchdown, yeah. and a fumble <laughs> force fumble in one half. Like, that's fucking crazy. Just like a team, a whole team can't do that in a whole game, and he did that in one half. He was also on a big snap count because he just got there, and he hadn't learned the defense yet. So he he didn't even play the whole game. Yeah, he was – there was like whole series I, I was watching that he was out basically like because – there were, like I said, snap counts, but he still somehow did all of that in one half. I mean, the second half, obviously, was the second half, but, you know, good first half. But that's the offense's fault. Like, you can't you can't play that conservative after looking that nice the first half with Rodgers. And maybe most other teams, Rodgers or Brady, though, you can't hold a 20-point lead and just be like, yeah, we don't have to score for the rest of the game. Like, that's not going to work yeah, against Rodgers. Like, it, it's just not going to work. If it was Kaiser still playing, then yeah, that's the smart play. But you got to try and continue to get points because you're not putting points on the board. Rodgers is going to put points on the board. So oh, yeah. you have to. Put to throat when you're playing Rodgers or Brady. Like, you got to keep squeezing them. Yeah. Well, they had like a fourth and like five or something in the fourth quarter with two minutes left or whatever. And they kicked the field goal to go up by six. And they should have gone for it then. Well, I guess they thought that well, if it was up by step, then I mean, you know, you know, Rogers is I, most likely going to come back and score a touchdown. Not, not a field yeah. goal, but they still had over two minutes to come back and score themselves. I don't think the field goal there is a bad choice. I just think they got less creative, and they, they maybe they didn't even get less creative. Maybe it was just Trubisky is just not that good yet. Um. But it just seemed like every throw was five yards. Not does not. I mean, he's I get, he's inconsistent from at this point. I mean, he, he looks like he definitely had some really good throws. He looked pretty good in the pocket at times. But yeah, like again, he's young. He's inconsistent. So it's just the offense is gonna fail sometimes behind a quarterback like that and an offense like that. And it failed at the wrong times and allowed Rodgers to and the Packers to stay in the game and ultimately. Beat the Bears. That that's gotta hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go into uh, the most surprising game 
of the weekend where the Bucks just trounced the the pathetic Saints and ran all over them. Ryan Fitzpatrick, five touchdowns. So John's a little bit on his high horse right now because the Jets are winning 41-17 over the Lions right now. So obviously he can go along and say that. But there was no trouncing. I mean, they ended up losing by eight. They came back. They were down 24, scored uh, a few on, uh, bunch of unanswered touchdowns to come back. Uh, you missed it. By, um, you know, they were down by eight. And, of course, the defense, again, failed them. But, I mean, how much do you expect Breeze, Michael Thomas, and Kamara to do? I mean, they they fucking went off. It's just the defense failed them. I think they technically got trounced. We lost by eight. That the uh, score doesn't reflect what what happened during the, the game. The Bucks being up twenty one for most of the second half. Yeah, but they came back. It was just like it. It would have been a whole completely different story if on that third and eleven they didn't allow the, the defense didn't allow Ryan fucking Fitzpatrick, which is crazy, to run for a first down. After that, they couldn't stop the Saints. The Bucks could not stop the offense of the Saints. So, John, you're gonna like this next play. Sorry. So, <laughs> Goddamn 30 second lag on the stream. So yeah, basically, I mean, yeah, no, look, I'm not saying it was a good game by any, any, any stretch, but I mean, look, it was very surprising and I'm pretty sure Sean Payton did something really bad to the defense, you know, verbally. Um, but I mean, Mike Evans got some, some, uh, a little bit of revenge from last year oh, when he was time. so frustrated he threw a helmet at the Saints. Big time revenge on, uh, Lattimore. Big uh, time. Deshaun Jackson. Uh, when not, I mean, that's like, is that going to happen again this season? Was that like a one week occurrence? Probably. Um, but it sucks he got hurt. He's in, you know, concussion protocol and yeah. everything. But, um, no, I mean, they, I mean, Fitzpatrick looked great. I mean, I'm, I mean it, we'll talk, I want to talk about it later, but that offensive what? line, damn, they look really good. That, that Bucks offensive line. So. Again, yeah, they had a very line. balanced attack. Everyone, I mean, they look like they have three weapons in the wide receiver. Core and then also have Howard, and they didn't even use Braid. Um, well, and Barber just looks like a capable running back, I'm which su- is all he really has to be right now. I'm surprised. I mean, I guess I'm not, I shouldn't say I'm surprised they didn't run the ball more because they didn't have to. They just kept throwing the ball deep and they kept working. So, but they could have kept running the ball on the Saints because it seemed like it was working. But why, just- why why run the ball when you could throw it for forty yards? Yeah, right. So, but he looked good. They, 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 everything looked good on that, on that offense. They, nothing looked like it wasn't working. But it's only one game, but still, you know, it's a good start for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess if the, the one solace for you, Anthony, is that the, um, Saints did start really slow last year. Well, it's the fifth year or something in a row they've lost their opener or home opener or some yeah they're slow starters so that's i mean it's a bad way to start slow versus a shitty team or what we what at least we thought might have been a shitty team who knows they could you know bounce back who knows but yeah i, I just you know, now we gotta play the the browns who just broke their 16 game lose or 17, 17. Game, 17 game losing streak so you know who knows it might be a rowdy browns team in new orleans yeah uh speaking of really shitty teams the the ravens just talk about trounces they Stomped all over the Bills. Um, I mean, why do they keep throwing Peter? Like, were they sacrificing Peterman? Well, you just, just so Josh Allen wouldn't get his like feelings hurt. You won the over under on a. Uh, I mean, I said uh, uh, two and a half was the interception. Yeah, but he didn't play a full game, so it would have probably been three interceptions if he played a full game. He had like twenty four yards on like eighteen attempts. No, but he he earned that starting spot. I honestly think it's a fireable offense to play him again. 
<laughs> so, like, I, I think it's a fireable offense to start a season with him as your quarterback. Like, how did you get to this point where you started the season? Even if you want to protect Josh Allen from a bad line, get somebody else. Sign anyone else. Peterman, like, he's, not, he's not a national football quarterback. He can't. He shouldn't be on a roster right no. now. Maybe a practice squad, but he shouldn't be on a roster. Like trade for like a Chase Daniel, like or like just someone who could throw a football because exactly Peterman can't. Anyone else? Yeah. Fucking Matt Castle was in for a couple snaps here. He could have done some. Anything is better than Peterman. The he who has zero quarterback rating. All right. Well, what are the odds? Maybe they um they trade the, the to the Ravens for RG three. I mean, that, uh, like a six-round pick? RG3 sure, would literally get broken in half. I mean, but is he worse than Peterman? No. So, there you go. Like I said, trade a six-round pick for RG3. Not one quarterback in the league is worse than Peterman. Fucking uh, take Davis Webb off of the Jets practice squad. Like, what? <laughs> Anything. It's, it's bad in Buffalo. Um, yeah, it's bad. Uh, any but that's other- exactly what we thought. They're the worst team in the league, and it's uh, not close. Uh, you want to guys? You guys want to go over a couple more games? Or you, yeah. Uh, reca- recaps. Well, I, got a, I got a few injuries. Um, I mean, the Chiefs-Chargers game was also pretty solid. I mean, Pat Mahomes just throwing balls all all over the place. Andy Reid had a bunch of creative uh, inside the ten yard line plays that they just dominated the the Chargers with. Um, Philip Rivers had a ridiculous game too. I'm a little worried that they're not going to run the ball more than 10 times a game in Kansas City. Well, that's the thing with Kareem <laughs> Hunt. He's not going to get as many red zone touches because they have so many innovative plays with um, with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they're on like third and one on the uh, on the one or second and one on the one and they, instead of giving it to Kareem Hunt, they just throw it to, to Tyreek Hill. For and it's third. great because Mahomes got two touchdown passes where he threw the ball six inches, just flipping it forward to to Tyreek. Oh yeah, I had Mahomes and Hill in a league, and <laughs> was it nice there every was, time they connected? There was uh, I read somewhere I forgot I think it was a Yahoo analyst um, who said five players you shouldn't draft this year because they'll hurt you, and Tyreek yeah. Hill was one of them. I, That's so I, stupid. I, I know. I was like, what do you t- like? What do you see that with like? The fact that Mahomes can throw the ball like a bajillion yards and Tyreek Hill could run past any fucking cornerback. How do you see that that is not like the perfect combination? Like that is just, it's just baffling. It doesn't make any sense. I got really high on Hill like a week before the draft. I mean, I should have always been high on him, but I was thinking of him as a wide receiver too. I got, that thought's gone. He's a wide receiver one. Yeah, I, I had him in two leagues out of four, and I'm really upset that I don't have him in, in all of them because I really, really should have, uh, I, I, I was, uh, yeah, it just upsets me. I'm gonna need to, uh, make some trades in your league because it's only a two wide receiver league and I have Hill, Adams, and Fitzgerald. And I do not need all that firepower right now. <laughs> no, nah, you can, and you'll probably find someone to take, uh, uh, one of those. Well, you probably wouldn't want to trade Hill, but I would not trade Hill at this point. But one of the other I have, two guys. I have some things coming up about Hill at the end of the podcast. Ooh. Um. All right. What else we got? Any other games you guys want to talk about? I mean, I would talk about. How about all. this Jets game right now? Oh yeah, Jets. Why not? Special teams are looking good. Uh, I mean, Darnold after that first pass has looked real solid. It's nice that now that the um, teams sort of have to respect the pass. So that can open up that running game for them with Crowell and uh, Powell. Powell. So Powell, Powell. that actually helps a lot. I mean, a huge, 
huge amount. And, you know, with a Nunwa back who looks he looks real good. good. He's only 6% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Well, because, you know, really? he, he, came, yeah. he came back from, uh, you know, an injury in the entire year. And Robbie Anderson, everyone was looking at Robbie Anderson. And, you know, who obviously has a touchdown today. Um, so I think Nunwa was overlooked just basically, you know, because of Robbie Anderson and the injury all last year. So, but he definitely is another guy who we'll talk about who probably should be owned in, I would say 12 team leagues. Maybe even, yeah, 12 teams. I, uh, yeah, own him in any league because if he's going to be a competent quarterback's number one option, like if he's a chain mover, what? Yeah, own him in every league. He looks like he's going to be a guy that flirts with eight for eighty every. I I know lines uh, might suck. I mean, Matt Patricia was a weird guy to be so but coveted pa- by people. Former Patriots coach. Those guys always work out. I know, especially since he was a defensive coordinator to a shit defense. Um, that it, looks instantly better now that he's gone. <laughs> everyone, everyone talks about Belichick disciples, like being coming, becoming coaches. I think, like, Bill Parcells was the better. Well, yeah. Like, no, Charlie, Belichick has that shit like, coaches. Pitt. Charlie Weiss, and Romeo Coronel. is looking pretty good. Um, as a, we've got Nagy, we got, isn't, um, Shermer a disciple oh. of Reed? Yeah, oh. he is. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That was, that was by accident. <laughs> um, but Reed's looking pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I say own Anunua, and um, are we going to be upset that the Browns just completely drove down Kroll's um, price? Because I think he should have been drafted now as a flex option in every league instead of where he was going, which is like a third bench guy in drafts because of the shitty Browns just completely driving down his price. I mean, well, he was like – being drafted as an RB two last year because there was like the hype train about him, and well, then they they just they didn't know what to do with him. And he's young; he's still really young. Oh yeah, he's he's insanely young. But look again, this could always be overreaction theater. Um, we sure we, uh, week one is the best. for So him. you know we gotta let these some of these things play out. Like you know we're saying like one guy has an amazing game and he can go off for the rest of the season. Well, it remains to be seen, obviously. I mean, this is a nice game for the Jets and a bunch of their players, but, you know, who knows? Maybe the Detroit Lions defense is just complete shit. I mean, we'll find out in the coming weeks when that happens, but, yeah. I mean, look, it's a nice game for the Jets. Good on them. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get on to some of the, uh, injuries that happened in week one. <sighs> some, uh, well, the uh, grossest one was Delaney Walker. Oh, I watched that happen. I watched yeah. the guy throw the towel over his ankle afterwards. Ooh. Yeah, his ankle was sideways. Never good to see. Uh, same game. It's probably a career ender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah displaced a- displaced ankle, fractured everything. Definitely out for the year. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah, he's out. He's done. I'll say yeah. Um, also, same game. Mariota hurt his elbow on a dirty hit by the Dolphins' uh, defensive lineman, who hit him like a second after he handed the ball off. Came back and played a little bit. Um, he says he's going to be ready for this week, too. More of a mercy injury for Mariota, who looked like trash again. That guy cannot throw to wide receivers. He would, He only had 13 touchdowns last year. Like I don't get why he was still ranked so high for quarterbacks. I think it's just people just think he's going to get to that level that he's probably never going to get to. I mean, talking about weird expatriate defensive guy hires, talking about Mike Vrabel. 
I mean, at least he's, ooh, that's it. Um, <laughs> at least he's using Dion Lewis a lot, which is nice, and not just relying on the big back Henry. Well, Dion Lewis it, definitely had the better, I mean, like, runs and game, you know, in yeah, general. Yeah, he's going to have a better season. And you said I don't that think that's an, I don't think that's a, we were saying it all off season. He's going to have a better season. He's a better running back and it, just that team. What, that, that's exactly what Mariota is known for. Just these short little dink and dunk passes. And that's perfect for him. I don't get why, cause Mariota's probably a top three running quarterback. Yeah. He's the only one where you watch a game and they really don't design much for him. I know he's smaller than Cam Newton, so they're afraid he's going to get injured. But we've talked about this before. If that, if you're not looking too good in other categories and that's what you got, then what does it matter if it's going to get him injured or not? Like, if it's going to make him a much better quarterback, just do it until it happens. Yeah. I mean, and that, that, that makes a defense really scramble when they think that, oh wait, he could actually run for 20 yards in this play. Like, they're going to try, and keep a contain so they keep a guy in and they'll open up receivers. It'll just, it changes the way a defense has to, you know, protect against you. And it's not like you have to run up the middle like Cam Newton does. You can do what the Bears did in the first half with Trubisky and they ran triple option with him. They ran a bunch of options with him. Like you don't have to just slam it up the middle. But yeah, I just don't think he's a good enough quarterback, um, to not give him a lot of running options. For him not to, for him to succeed. It, it reminds me of RG3 or Kaepernick where once those guys were kind of tamed in the running, their careers were pretty booty. Booty. Also, just scored 31 points in that third quarter. That's their most points in one quarter in a decade. Good job for the Jets. Yeah. Thanks for that stat, John. You're welcome. Good job on you, Jets. I don't think the Giants scored that many points the whole game last year. <laughs> you might be right. Um, I mean, going back to injuries, uh, we mentioned a little bit before Rogers getting hurt, coming back, like Paul Pierce, still up. I mean, he'll probably play next he'll week, play, but, still but up he's questionable. Uh, Baldwin was just reported. He has a grade two MCL, uh, tear. So Anthony, you want to tell us what that entails? Uh, that entails a partial tear of his MCL. Okay. So that means that his MCL did not fully tear. It partially teared. Wow. So, solid. Analysis. I know, right? That's, that's actually pretty good. I know. Thank you. Um, they, there's no timeline on his, on his, um, you know, how long he's going to be out. So I'm going to say it's going to be at least like a four to six week thing. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's what we've seen, right? Five week injury usually. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's the opposite knee than the one that here in the preseason, but I mean, two bad knees is not a recipe for success. Yeah. And I mean, grade two, obviously, this is obviously that's the second highest, right? Grade three is the highest and a partial tear of, that's just, ugh. It's just, it's just not good. It's not looking good for Baldwin right now. Yeah, don't drop him or anything, but um, you don't expect too much. It stinks. I hope you have an IR spot in your league because he's just uh, like, just he's not someone you're gonna want to drop. But you know, you just see it so much with these guys. They come in, they're like, ah, I'm not a hundred percent. It's like to start the season, that's not good, and then they favor their. The part of their body where they're not 100%, they wind up hurting something else. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, maybe, 
shouldn't be playing to start the season when you're not 100%. Yeah, you should Like, I get week, week 14, 15, 16, but, like, coming into the season, you should be 100%. Yeah, you should have – I mean, you could have waited another week or two. I mean, it wouldn't have hurt your team. You still lost. Um, and I mean, they may, played better than I thought they were going against. you lost, and you may have still came out of it with Baldwin healthier than, rather than more injured. So, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Um, and then I guess let's go to uh, Greg Olson. Heard his foot that he had surgery on last year. In a walking boot. He was in a walking boot. That's not looking good. And then uh, Fournette exited the Giants game with a hamstring, but he, he said it was minor. His coach uh, Maroney said it was um He said he could have came minor. back in the game. He said he could have came back in the game. Uh, looks like he'll probably be ready. Next week, but maybe not a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, if Again, you we always talked about not being a hundred percent and playing, but if you have Fournette, it, it's probably a smart move to pick up Yeldon on waivers if he's available, just as a handcuff in case anything happens. If you have Fournette, you just know that he has been injury prone or has had injury history since college. Well, he missed, yeah, he missed a few games last so year. So it's um, yeah. You're gonna expect this. It just sucks. It happened week one early on, and you got no production out of him. But. Well, he still got like eight points. He still did more than uh, some people just on the one quarter. He was rolling uh, before he got yeah. injured. Yeah, he says it's it's a part of the hamstring that isn't a bad place to feel tightness. And then when they asked Marone about it, he was like, yeah, Fournette said it's a part of the hamstring that isn't bad. I don't know what that means. Those things are usually bad. But I'll <laughs> so it's like Marone didn't seem as uh, chipper as Fournette. Uh, Usually the player is more chipper than the coach. Yeah, I'm a. I have Fournette. I drafted him. I would like him to play. I I think I'd rather them sit him another sit him a week. Sit him a week. Yeah. No. These I, hamstrings I just flare up when you don't make sure they're fully okay. Just I don't mind taking the hit for a week. I'll throw Eckler in there, who's my uh, running back three now, and. Uh, Sitting for a week. And uh, actually, uh, we may have forgotten about it because it was Thursday, but Devonta Freeman left the game too on Thursday night. Um, he thinks he should be all right with the extra rest um, from Thursday to, to next Sunday. So, you know, it remains to be seen. I mean, is Coleman a better running back? But, I mean, they're both really good running backs. I just, I mean, he he looked pretty decent um, in the early part of that game. Just the Falcons sort of crapped out and he got hurt, so... I don't know. I would um, just, you know, obviously something to monitor as the week goes on, but whatever. Uh, and last one is Sean Jackson. Concussion sucks. Just monitor that. He looked really, really good. I don't know if, if he's fully 100% owned, but just monitor the Sean Jackson. That's the shitty injury to have after it's a great game. Okay. Yeah, right. That's about it. I mean, there are other injuries, but those are the most prevalent um, fantasy ones. Um, yeah, let's move on. All right, let's go on to uh, what we learned from week one, what surprised us, and what stayed the same. So just pick one, unless you're really quick. Um, I'm doing right. two because they're really quick. Okay. Um, my first one, my all right, my what we learned, I guess, is uh, the Chiefs are for real. Yeah, that was a really impressive offensive display. Uh, Tyreek Tyre Hill was just burning people all, all over the field. Mahomes was throwing deep, nice touch passes. 
rocketing in like tight window passes over the middle of the field. And Sammy Watkins is also like a $50 million decoy. So <laughs> I'm not sure about that signing, but oh yeah, he had a great game, right? But besides that, besides that, their offense looked amazing. Yeah. Don't draft Sammy Watkins. How am I, like, who are all these people? That are, and not only drafting him, he was in starting lineups everywhere I looked. Why? What are you yeah. doing putting him in starting line, lineups before you even know his role on the team? Like he could easily get you zero points. Yeah, I think you said that actually last week, saying like you have to see what his role is before you put him in the lineup. <laughs> they they do your exact words. Yeah, and don't put him in a lineup. No, at all. Don't, uh, don't do if it. drafted him, that stinks. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do put it him yet. in a lineup this whole season. He'll have two good games. <laughs> You'll you won't know when they are. You're probably not going to have him in when he has those. <laughs> um, the one one of the two things I learned is um, first week of NFL is always hard to predict. You never know. Like everyone goes into the season thinking this guy's into this, this guy's into this, this team's into this, this team's into this. No one fucking knows until it actually happens for week one. That it it every year, right? Like Buccaneers. Yeah. Fucking. Except know, Sammy Watkins being Sammy Watkins. That's 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 a, that's the standard. That's a constant. But like I'm just saying, like in general, it's the hardest fucking week to predict. From here on out, it might get a, it gets easier and easier. Week one, fucking crapshoot. All right, uh, Brian. What's uh, what's something that you learned from week one? I learned that Alex Smith is steady no matter where he goes. Third team now. I mean, we should have had enough proof based on his last two stops. Uh, he was in Kansas City for a while. Um, obviously, 49ers before that. Just steady wherever. You could keep moving him and say, "I, oh, man, this other quarterback sucks here, and I really like him. And Alex Smith will keep making the playoffs. Maybe he won't win a game in the playoffs. Which I don't think. I think that was more Chiefs, uh, Chiefs black magic working against him than Alex Smith. Andy Reid black yeah. magic. Uh, that's, that's yeah, true. that might be more Andy Reid. But yeah, I, he's just always going to be steady. Nothing's, I mean, last year was spectacular, but that was the only year. But he'll never lose you a game. You're never going to be like, oh, God, did you see that Alex Smith boner? Like, I can't believe he <laughs> tossed that pick six. That's never been said in, since like maybe when he was a rookie. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, was that also just the Cardinals looked horrendous? They uh, they look awful. They look really bad. I mean, also, I mean, Sam Brad like they got to put Rosen's gonna be coming in in a couple of games because Sam Bradford just he looked he looked lost. He was overthrowing people. Just no uh no spark to the team. No, they got nothing. I mean, David Johnson salvaged his game, but that late touchdown. Uh, yeah, the guy we thought might be in early, um, Lamar Jackson, is probably going to be the only one that doesn't play this year. Tyrod, uh, I hate saying it, as much as he had a good fantasy game, didn't look that good. Um, Ran the ball well. <laughs> yeah, but he, he just didn't look that efficient. Um, yeah, the, Bradford's not getting many, much, many more weeks. Donald looks great. Josh Allen... You're not going anywhere else as the Bills. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you got Peter Peterman as your other quarterback, you're really pretty much locked in right there. Yeah, you know that playoff appearance you had last year, Bills, for the first time in however long? Get ready to await that again. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. Um, I have one quick one yes. uh, just to learn is uh, that this league has no doubt been built for passing. 17 players this week. Had over a hundred receiving yards. That's pretty crazy. That's fucking insane. Like I, I was, I was watching it on Sunday. I'm like, oh wait, one, two, three, four, nine. Okay, and they just keep going up. Seventeen 
players over a hundred receiving yards, and then like, three of them were running backs. Like it's absolutely bonkers how just just a receiving bonkers. League. Scores were off the chart. Yeah. This yeah. Week. Well, like yeah, for our uh, our weekly DraftKings league that everyone should uh, put uh, go into. Three people scored over 200. A couple people scored like, uh, Pete scored like 190. A couple people scored like 175 or so. Like last year, the winning scores were like 160, 170. Yeah, this was, it was a crazy week this week. But, um, but even that, the only two running backs had 100 rushing yards. So compare that to the 17 wide receiver, uh, wide players, not just wide receivers, players that had 100 receiving yards. Yeah. Two had 200 rushing yard games. That's it. Barkley. So, yeah, it was Barkley and, oh shit, who else the other one? I can't even remember it now. My head hurts. Um, Still don't care though. Love, gonna love you, Barkley. Have to love you. You're gonna be awesome. Should have drafted Darnold. Ooh. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. I mean, can uh, can't, I mean, I'm gonna say it until they're, both of their careers are long over. Can't you just <laughs> let us Jet fans have like, no, 10 years of like sunshine maybe, hopefully, if he works out? Never. Yeah, I'm letting you. I'm, this is a compliment. Me being pissed off. <laughs> That's true. Like you just don't take the running back. Cause look what happened. He was awesome, and Eli still threw a pick six then to seal it. Still overthrew Beckham, and Eric Flowers still sucks. Like <laughs> it was just the same thing that happened last year. Also, just a quick aside on Eric Flowers when he said, "Oh, what happened?" went on that tripping play. He was like, "Oh, I thought he was more of a power rusher, but he's actually really fast." And it's like, it's like you don't have like a scattering report or something. Uh, I don't know if anyone hears that. That's my my wife yelling in the background uh, for the Jets. We're already up forty eight to seventeen. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that right that right side of the Giants, the uh, O line looked, looked not good. Yeah, well, I mean. To give him a little break, they were playing the top two defense from yeah. last year. Yeah, that's fair. And Calais Campbell, if not the best pass rusher, is top three pass rushers in the league. He's definitely the most underrated one because you you rarely hear his name. And he got, I mean, you hear. I feel like you hear it a lot. Well, I mean, but like not compared to Donald and Mac and like even like guys like Clowney and and Watt who are like. Well, Donald and hurt. Mac are more disruptors. Um. And Mac is do it all. He's he might they're the two best, but just pure pass rusher, yeah. Campbell. He's, I mean, how animal. many sa- how many fucking sacks did he have left? every year? This guy is nuts. Um, oh, Jamal Adams finally Jamal Adams finally gets his interception. Uh, all right, that right. well, one's Sorry, sorry. Yeah, nobody um, cares about that game. Game's anymore. over. Game's over. All right, um, but I mean, at least Beckham had 111 receiving yards on 11. Receptions, right? Yeah, he did really good. They, yeah. I mean, they. He also left. I mean, not him, but Manning and the offensive line left a lot of yards uh, on the field oh, for that, backup. The, the overthrow. Well, the overthrow, the, and then there's and the, the underthrow. He burned Ramsey twice, which on two easy touchdowns. Manning yeah. has absolutely zero. He he can't throw the deep ball anymore. Well, he has zero accuracy on the deep ball. He's also definitely like scared of the offensive line. I mean, yeah, maybe you should have drafted the quarterback. That, <laughs> you know, that can be a little mobile then. Yeah, yeah, he's not mobile at all. I'm surprised he's still upright. Like, how does he still never get hurt? Like, because he doesn't really take sacks. I guess because he falls down all the time. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm gonna Whatever. go to. I'm gonna love Barkley, but I'm. It's not gonna end. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna no. end well. All right. Um, let's right. go to a surprise. Yeah, I'm gonna go to what surprised me, and I'm not gonna pick the easy one because I see Anthony's got it. But uh, I'm gonna go Adrian Peterson. 26 touches. Uh, over he was over 100 yards rushing. He also looked really good in the passing game, which he hasn't necessarily excelled at in the past. There's one blown coverage. That, he didn't look really good in the passing game. And, and that last fumble he had sort of sucked, sort of hurt his... Uh... Yeah, but... Yeah, but don't let the stats inflate his passing game. He got a 55-yard catch and run. on. He got the ball on the opposite side of the field, and there was nobody there. Yeah, he just looked. He looked really good running. He never looked better than a lot. But again, we did say this. Like this might be a pump and dump kind of deal. Peterson early, you get what you can get out of him. Sell him high, and then when people are looking, you know, when when other people have him, and it's week seven, week eight, and he's you know worn down, you look really good because you got someone for you know Peterson. So I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely looking to trade him. I'm definitely. Wait, don't we have him in our draft in our podcast league too? Uh, possibly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. And we got crushed because the guy we played had Kamara and Tyreek Hill, and Ooh, then, so yeah. we had we had no shot. Yeah, might have, nice. to, might have to make a gif of him like like stone holding. I mean, us, stunnering us. I mean, we put up a hundred points. He just put up a hundred sixty. Like we had no shot. So. Yeah. All right, uh, Brian. What what surprised you? Joe Mixon. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> All over looked good. Uh, great running it. Now he actually looked really good catching passes. Um, I, I, heard one, I heard it was one blown coverage, though, really. One blown um, coverage on five receptions. <laughs> <laughs> no, he looked. Man, I mean, I didn't want to believe it coming into the season, but he looked like he could definitely be someone's RB1 and an absolute steal on a third or a fourth round. Draft pick, I mean, I know he wasn't going against a dynamic defense, but still this is what you want to see as a as a mix and order. You want to see him. You want to see that the line got a little better from the shit they were last year, and you want to see you want to see him involved in the pass game, and you got both of those those. I'm still not sold. Um <laughs> I'm gonna stand by my guns until he does it versus a good defense. It was a good game for him, and that like you said, you want to see him pr- Excel versus a bad defense, because you know if you can't do that, then what? It, what can he do? So week one, it's a great start for mix and owners, absolutely. All right, Anthony, you? I'll quickly just go say uh, I'm not going to talk about the Saints too much. I just want to say I was actually more surprised how good the Tampa Bucks offensive line looked. Mm-hmm. Awesome, allowed Fitzpatrick to just stay, you know, calm on the center and upright, throw yeah. fucking everything. Uh, the other one, um, again, I guess I'll just go how. Good mixing looked, but again, a hold off on that bandwagon. They play the Ravens this week. It's gonna be a much tougher defense to go against than the Colts. So I'm holding off on that bandwagon. See what he does this week versus a real defense. Wait, so you told me to hold off, but then you also had him and you were in your surprise? You hold off on I was hold I was no, I was surprised. I I don't think Ah, okay. I, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Sorry. Come on, Brian. Alright, um, and let's go to what stayed the same from last year. And I'm going to take the entire Falcons Eagles game stayed the same from the playoffs last <laughs> it year. Basically did. It basically did. It, it was literally a sequel to it. It down to the, the last, the play. Falcons sucking in the red zone again. I don't know how they went an entire offseason. They have Tevin Coleman and Julio Jones. 
and Freeman, who's an excellent goal line runner, and still haven't figured that crap out. How tall is Julio Jones? Seven like, foot ten, ten. Like, like how he does is, he not just throw it up there and they, let him? Like, how can they he could have Dikembe Mutombo just stand in the end zone with his arms raised, and they, still they won't be able to figure out how to get him a ball. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But Sarkeesian, dude, what an embarrassing offer. How do you take? That fucking Lamborghini of an offense, that record-breaking offense, and turn it into this shit. It's great. And I love the, the uh, thing saying, um, uh, our red zone offense has to change. I was like, oh, you think? Yeah, no shit. Oh, no shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is your second year to change it. Fucking terrible. Um, but, um, so, so glad. Yeah, usually with a sequel, you change a little, right? It's kind of like, what, the, the Hangover sequel. Where <laughs> just ran back the same exact formula, but put it in a different country <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, yeah. Movie that's what the falcons are that's exactly what the falcons are they're the hangover sequel garbage <laughs> fucking terrible what do you got brian the browns are still funny yeah <laughs> win loser tie win loser draw the browns are just a funny team man oh god you know i get get the 30 something yard field goal blowers like 40 yard field goal blocked should be a chip shot uh, just a bunch of ups and downs. They get picked, and it looks like the Steelers are going to win it, and the Steelers lose it, and it looks like the Browns are going to win it. And just The Browns can add any type of humor to the league. They're going to do it, and I thank them for that. <laughs> That's good. That's the positive t- positivity we're trying to keep in this uh, Honestly, like those, those last five minutes of that overtime were, were must-watch TV. It was, it was riveting. Yeah. I, I, I mean, jokes aside, though, if you are a Browns fan – Garrett looks like he's going to easily push himself into that yeah. Mac and um, Donald discussion as a top five defender. He looked nasty, and that one penalty on him was bullshit. Oh, yeah. If that penalty didn't happen, we'd talk, be talking about him as probably the um, – and the Browns win and him as a weak MVP, him and Rodgers maybe. And then Ward looked great. Ward looked fantastic. Yeah, he he made a the that one interception where he was on the other guy and then made the diving the diving pick of Ben was was ridiculous. Ben, what a bum! Sorry. Yeah, so you have you have a a freaking blue chipper up rushing the pack the pass and it looks like you have a shutdown. Look, I mean, look at the game he had on Brown. Brown yeah. didn't have much going until that late touchdown. Are you? pretty much held Brown in check in your first NFL game. So it looks like they have a top guy in the backfield and a top guy rushing the quarterback. It's a good formula. Yeah, for sure. All right, Anthony? Uh, I'll just quickly do the one with Rodgers, continues to do Rodgers-type things, just comes in and does what he has to do to make the Green Bay Packers win. Yeah. Um, that's standard. Uh, the other one is Buffalo's offensive woes. Um, they just can't do anything on offense. Uh Yep, wait, I'm waiting for it. Do it. Uh, I thought you were doing it. Oh, I thought you were uh, doing a toilet bowl. That doesn't look like you were doing. Oh, um, uh, no, someone just follows on Twitter. I was just clicking it's it. It's not looking good. Um, Peterman is garbage, as we all knew, except for the coach of the Bills. Um, he's got to, he's got to review the table a little bit more, though. Uh, Allen is, it, I don't know. The offense looks garbage. And that's how they were last year, pretty much. No receiving game, no, very little rushing game. And no quarterback game, so and no line. They and just no don't. Line. They don't have an offensive line either. So this is one of the most pitiful 
teams I've seen in a long time. And they made the playoffs last year somehow. So and they won a playoff game last year. No, they didn't. Oh, oh, that's right. They lost. They barely. That's right. Yeah, they, they haven't scored a touchdown. They haven't scored a touchdown in over that's two right. decades. It was lost. actually very close. That's right. They lost to the Jaguars. I apologize. Um, but they did make the playoffs for the first time since 1999 or 2000 or whatever it was. 99. So, Music City Miracle. And yes, they will, there'll be no miracle in Buffalo this year. They're gonna go 3 and 13. Yeah. I'm 1 in- and 15. Oh, wow. I was being nice, I guess. Alright. I don't see more than 1 in 15. If they get a win. That sucks. Oh, I yep. could see this being another O and 16 team joining the Browns and the Lions. Laura, but Laura and I had a great time when we visited there a few weeks ago. Apparently it's, it's very a nice, nice. Day. Yeah. All right. Uh, actually, I, my, my, what stay the same as quickly is the Saints have given up 529, 555, and 486 yards the past three home openers. So they're just keeping that same streak going. Of That's good. Getting, that, getting torch. That just, uh, that, that helps like ease the pain. That means there's just a like, get it out of the way. And then they start fresh. So. Alright, let's go. Ooh. <laughs> Alright, let's Can go. Can I say something real fast? Yeah, go ahead. I'm rooting for the Raiders, man. Why? I love how everyone's shitting on them, and I don't think they're gonna be good. I mean, you were shitting on them. Oh, oh we yeah, all should. <laughs> because they just, the shit got piled up so high that it just became too popular. Now I'm just doing a little hipster thing. I was gonna say you're a hipster right Well, so it's like an under, uh, underdog, underdog, under, under thing. Dork. Underdork <laughs> thing. <laughs> where it's just, you know. I mean, I have nothing against the Raiders, really. I mean, but yeah, this, this, this shit has gone on them a lot. So. Well, how many like new age analysts who are just love talk, just like love saying RPO and love talking about analytics, which I don't dislike. I, very, very important. Um, ju- I just want to see how pissed off they would be if Gruden just like coaches a really good old school team. For, I'll put it out there. I don't think it's going to work, but I think it would be funny if it did. Oh, it would, it would be, be extremely funny. I do like seeing him back also, on the sideline, though. I'm not going to lie. All right, the thing about RPOs, Chris Collinsworth said RPO about 60 times during Sunday Night Football. Does anyone actually like Chris Collinsworth? No. no. Okay. Much rather Joe Buck. Oh God! I, I, I know. Joe I Buck. Know. Joe Buck has gotten a lot better in the past five years. Can I just? I'd say. Can I just listen to the games in silence? I mean, yeah, if you want. I'd rather just do that. It's still America, I think, but I, I would just rather listen. To that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to listen to any of that, either of them. I, I'd rather just listen to the game in silence. Much, much, much more prefer that. I I kind of want them to do. I think it would be funny or good if they did like team streams where each team kind of just like had like like homer announcers that you could have like there'd be two different channels for each game and you can do like homer for the jets or homer for i believe for the raiders serious, like serious satellite radio has that yeah but for tv oh i know but i'm saying like i love listening to the saints guy yeah because he's so like south oh well, yeah. oh my god it's hilarious i love Talking it about jambalaya i fucking love it oh it's yeah basically it's like it's fucking great i love listening to that guy i just i don't know what he looks like but I just, I picture him as like a 300 pound dude with like a straw hat and like a fucking like piece of wheat coming out of his eyes. Uh, that, that is very racist, but, <laughs> but I agree. But I agree. That's what, <laughs> he's wearing overalls. Like that's what I'm like, that's the way I picture him. It's like a very buckwheat situation <laughs> you're doing right here. But that's yeah, I mean, I like New York announcers. I love anytime Ryan Rucco does any game. Rucco is really good. I like Rucco. Rucco is actually good. He's actually really good on the WNBA too. 
Uh, like, I've never. Sure. I will never watch a minute of WNBA in my they, life. They have good fundamentals. I, oh, I, I watched the past. I watched the last game of the finals, and he he was on. I was like, oh, that's Ryan Rucco. And he was he was very good. And she throws down a ferocious layup. He probably made more money to 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 do that game than like some people make their entire salaries yeah. for the season, which is insane. I mean, yeah. What? Once the Yes Network kicks out Michael K, he's he's gonna be a star. Totally I love matter. Michael K though too. It's only a matter of time though. Uh, all right, let's go into week two games. <laughs> uh, let's go into Vikings and Packers. Another Packers uh, NFC North rivalry game. Vikings Super Bowl favorite, obviously. I mean, if Rodgers is not, he's not gonna be a hundred percent for this. Does the Vikings defense just like destroy him? They are a better defense than the Bears. They oh, it. my God. Beast mode. Wow. Okay. Um, we're so he just got – I'm sorry. He just got held up at the four-yard line, had five guys on his back, and took them all in. That's oh, shit. That's actually good for me. That's pretty funny. I mean, that's bad for me. I just lost a week. I just lost a week because of that. Um, but I don't care. That's cool. Um, anyway, um, we're going back to the Vikings and Packers. Vikings definitely have a better – Vikings definitely have a better defense than the Bears. Um, they may not have the superior pass rush that the Bears look like they may have had, but they have a better back end. I think that will keep Rodgers more in check. And I don't know. I like to see the Vikings win this one in a close one, but I think Kirk Cousins will get the best of the Packers defense more than Rodgers will get the best of the Vikings defense. Anyone else agree, disagree? Yeah, I agree. Vikings look like the most complete team in the NFL. Um, once Wentz comes back to the Eagles, I might change that opinion. But for now, they look like the most complete team in the NFL. Yeah, that was, um, that was nuts. And if Rodgers is slow at all, I don't think they have. I mean, they always, every time you have Rodgers, you have a shot. But um, if Rodgers is slowed down at all, it's going to really hamper them. This isn't uh, the the Bears. This is a team that... Uh, Super Bowl aspirations. Exactly. So, um, it should be a good game. I mean, I like, I still, I think Dalvin Cook will have a better game than the last game, even though it wasn't a terrible game. I feel like they were kind of easing him in. Uh, it's possible. Um, he definitely will have a good game. Uh, I don't like, uh, what do you guys think of the Packers wide receivers this week? I mean, it was hard to tell with San Francisco. Goodwin got hurt. Oh, we actually didn't talk about Marquise Goodwin. He got hurt. Oh, yeah. Um, it remains to be seen what he's going to come back this week, but do you guys think anything about the Packers wide receivers? Are they, are they like matchup proof because of Rodgers and they're just good or what do you think? Most weeks, maybe not this one. So they are, ma- alright, so this is like a, so who, would you play Devontae Adams? You have him. Yeah, oh yeah, I play Devontae yeah. Adams for sure. This is the only week where I'm, I might even play Randall Cobb. I don't get cute and do Geronimo. Not this week. This week. Because um, Cobb was really moving the sticks. Uh, but this is a tough one. I mean, right? This is probably the only, this and the Jags are the only two defenses right now. Someone will, someone always comes up and is the defense of the year. Yeah. But for now, since we don't know much, it's them and the Jags that you're like, Eh, let me not get too cute. Yeah, you want to play like you're, you'll play your big guy. You don't sit them, but yeah, exactly. You don't want to be like, oh, maybe you just pick up Geronimo Allison. 
but I'm not going to play him. Like, you stash him on your bench for a better week than this. And he may have a catch that gets in the end zone, but you're not banking on that. That's, that's not what you want to, like, play for. You want to, you want to have the best, you know, possibility. So. I also don't play Williams. No, 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 no. I mean, they, the Vikings defense, uh, pretty much, pretty much shut down Morris and Breda. So, I don't, uh, I don't see Jamal, uh, Jamal Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see him, uh, having too much room to run this week. No, I wouldn't. Um, I don't know. I mean, for the wide receivers, it's, it's, it's like Cobb and Adams. Cobb, like Cobb is like a flex play. Adams is still like a one, two. We were saying. Geronimo Allison, no. No, you pick him up, like we said, but we, you don't, you don't get cute. Don't yeah. get cute this yeah. week. Alright. Anything else about that game? No, yeah. it's gonna be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Definitely, uh, possibly top, top game of the week. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to another fun game. Pats at Jaguars. Where. Rematch of the AFC Championship yeah. game. Jaguars defense obviously still really good. Is Philip Dorsett the key for the Patriots with the Edelman injury? Cause he, he was a lot more involved than Hogan. Who knows with Belichick? It's but, all I was say, is this just gonna be like a revolving door thing? It's all week to week. I bet you Dorsett's gonna be one of the biggest picked up pickups of the week. And this week he's gonna go for one catch for like 11 yards. Oh shit, that was Hogan this week. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's gonna go for two catches for 21 yards, and then if you're like, well, "What the fuck?" I thought Dorsett was the guy. Who the fuck knows? Well, like he had like 14 catches all of last year, and he had seven catches on Sunday. Yeah, but that's Belichick. He he's now acclimated to the system much more than he was last year. Remember, learning the Patriots' offense is not easy. Remember, Chad Johnson couldn't learn it. Like it was it was very complex, and he just couldn't understand it. So it takes a while to get into that offense, and I think now he's in there, but it's week to week. It's who's open, it's how they want a game plan, it's who they think they could, uh, you know, the matchups are, are, are working, who who they could beat. It's I don't think Dorsett is going to have a good week this week. I just think it's just going to change. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't play him this week. And, I mean, he was in slot a lot, so that's nice. He could carve out a nice role for himself. Who knows if he goes... He moves somewhere when Edelman gets back. Um, Hogan might occupy slot roles a little more too. It's it's tough. It's tough to know. The ja- I might think about sitting Hogan in Dorset this week. I am and then playing Hogan. him against a better matchup. I'm definitely I have I'm sitting Hogan for a much better option this week. But yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, it's the Jaguars. They they they're a great defense. So yeah, and Hogan it does most of his damage in the red zone. So if you don't think the Patriots are going to put up a lot of points, I mean, they did on them in the playoffs, but if you don't think they're going to put up too many points, Hogan's, Hogan's a big red zone target. Yeah. Not big in stature, but he thrives in the red zone. I'll say White, White got a few looks in the red zone. It seemed like he was the go-to guy against the Texans anyways in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, like, if you would have told me that Brady threw three touchdown passes and Gronk only had one of them, I would have thought the other two would have, one of, one of which would have gone to Hogan, but it was Dorsett and James White, so. Again, it's the Patriots. Who the, who the fuck knows every week, right? Yeah, it's, it's Brady and Gronk, and then you're playing Russian Blood. <laughs> so it's, it's really tough to know. Um, but at least when they are playing, 
normal defenses or bad defenses, you could start a lot of guys. Like I'm not afraid to start White or Burkhead or Dorsett or Hogan or Edelman when he comes back or Gronk when they're playing a bad defense. Yeah. Because you're going to get four or 15 points or more. It's just always how it works. Yeah. And, but this is not, a, this is not the week for that. And Jack on the Jacksonville side, um, like I said, you hope Fournette actually does sit a game just to get healthy. Um, what do we think of the receivers? I mean, pa- I mean, Keelan Cole had a, a couple nice plays in the first half, was kind of quiet in the second half. D.D. Westbrook was kind of nice in the second half, quiet in the first half. There's no consistent guy that's going to seem like. Yeah, it doesn't look like Bortles. I mean, has I guess maybe Bortles hasn't found a favorite target yet. I mean, it's one week, one week. I mean, it may develop over time, but as of right now, I don't think any of those receivers are really that startable. I mean, would you guys feel comfortable mm-hmm. starting any of those wide receivers right now? Nah, I, I tend I, to agree with I, that. I kind of wait, well, yeah, wait until bye weeks. Then Not even bye weeks. Just, you know, see what their roles develop into maybe this week, next week. And so, you know, like, so. Also, yeah, it, oh, sorry. I would say also uh, Austin Safari and Jenkins got a touchdown called back. So it's, he is right. Picking up, I should have done that for what stayed the same because that is picking <laughs> up exactly from last year. It's, it's really funny how we joked about that prior to the season. It, it happened. It literally, literally happened week one. <laughs> like the ridiculous. NFL never let him have a touchdown. It's so funny. I, do they have something against him? It has to. I mean, oh yeah, it, it was offensive pass he has interference. Every every ref's wife. Oh my god, it's so funny. I want to see has the pictures uh, to prove it. All right, over under four, not three and a half. Touchdowns call back this year, including the one that he just got. So that's, that's only two, two, but he has to get three more. That's only three more. I put under for sure. I'm going over. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go that, over. I'm just going to go under because that's a shit ton, but it would not surprise I'm me. I'm going to go hits. over. I, th- I would love for him to get four call back touchdowns. <laughs> I'm just uh, going to go back to um, the receivers real quick. Sure. I don't think you could start a Jags receiver if Fournette's not playing this whole season. Like, if Fournette ever gets injured or ever is not playing, if he's not in the game, you cannot start a Jags receiver because it just looked too easy for the Giants defense once Fournette went out to just sit back. And we'll let Yeldon get a couple catches and some yards, but if without Fournette there, they were just sitting back and they shut down the receivers. When Fournette was in the game, the ball was moving, but they just did not fear the Jaguars with Fournette out. Yeah, I mean – I guess that makes sense, um, unless Bortles takes a step further in, in his accuracy, but that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, nah, it didn't really happen against the Giants. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, that's not, it's not a. But, I mean, I mean, they are what they are. They're a team built around their defense and running game, so. Yeah, that's true, So, Like, all their, all their receivers are a crapshoot, whatever. Well, if you have a Jaguar receiver, hold tight. All right, let's go on to a, what should be the, Shootout of the week. I got Chiefs at Steelers. Um, Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs defense really got carved up by Phillip Rivers. Steelers at, are at home, so Big Ben's actually going to play well. Um, is he? Yeah. Just because he's at home? Yeah, probably. Um, I That's just, what history suggests. Yeah, so it's – for the Chiefs, you're playing the main guys. I mean, Travis Kelsey didn't really do anything. 
uh, last game. But well, well, I, you're still starting him against the Steelers, obviously. I wonder if that's just the style of offense. I feel, I feel like one guy might just get shut, like, I mean, Sammy Watkins didn't get, like, shut out a lot of weeks, but I feel like if, I mean, that was just a Tyree kill game. Like, if one guy's hot, the Chiefs can, are able to just keep feeding and feeding him in different ways and just go off. I'm always hoping it's a Tyree kill game now. I, um, oh, yeah, Tyreek, I mean, don't, don't like his character from his college days, but he looks awesome. I don't think, um, I don't, I don't think we have to make that point anymore. We, I think yeah, we, we know over. we don't like that, like, but. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last time I'll do it. Put that in the past, bury it, put some dirt on it. That's how you bury things. Um, I heard a couple, I heard a joke. I forget what I heard. it. I think it was, um, cousin Sal from, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Who said something about Kelsey or is like, are, are we sure Kelsey's going to be involved? Because can Mahomes even see throws under 20 yards? Like it, he's just looking over Kelsey's head because he just bombs everything. And obviously it was more of a joke, but, but it's kind of true. <laughs> but, but yeah, but look at, look, look who the other, his other quarterback was who he excelled with, Alex Smith, the guy who wasn't throwing over 20 yards. Like, so maybe there's some truth to that. Alex Smith was yeah. one of the best deep. Ball throwers though last year, but he's 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 one of the best dumpers. Well, yeah, and we're, we're gonna go to that. Later. Um, and tight end quarterbacks, he was amazing with Vernon Davis, or maybe he just always had good tight ends. Who and, knows? Yeah. He has Reed now, so we still won't know. Yeah, Reed looks really <laughs> good too. Yeah, when he's on the field, we know he looks good. I know, it's great. Mm-hmm. You see his stretching routine too that he was doing. It yeah. Looked like he was like humping the air. No, whatever he does, stay healthy. I don't give a shit. I mean, if that yeah, if, if, he's in, if he's into tantric yoga, go for it. I don't care what he has to do to stay healthy. Just stay healthy, please. I lost Lenny Walker, and I have him as my backup. So. Oof, oof. So. I went with him and Kittle in uh, like every league I'm in. I just did a read Kittle in like the eighth and ninth round back to back. It was just my strategy. Hey. And I'm uh, pretty okay with it because Kittle could have had a fucking monster game if he didn't drop that one deep ball. He already had 90 yards. Now it's like a 60-yard pass. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good, Kittle. And versus tough defense too, no less. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he put up big points versus tough defense and had a drop. He's going to – he's the favorite target there. He's I, I think I'm going to do a two-tight end set next week. Ooh. Getting fancy. Yeah. Very I'm thinking big. about it's either it's between him, Hogan, and Garcon who's going against Kittle. They're both yeah yeah. So I think I'm going two tight end set. All right. Uh, any any surprises on the Steelers? I mean, like any no, surprise in this no. game at all? If you're starting, well, I mean, you can see how good Connors looked, right? So he's you know going to play him if you have him and as long as, long yeah. as Bell doesn't come back. Um. Yeah, you always play the Steelers, number one running back. Just play it. Just do it. They have the best line in football now. It's and, uh, no, I think they surpassed the Cowboys. Well, Cowboys' offensive line looked like Did not shit look good. With Frederick, without Frederick and, um, fuck, what's the other guy's name? With, with, with the, whatever other guy was injured and out. Like, Dak Prescott wasn't helping because he, he's a shitty thrower, but he was, Barely getting any time. Like he was getting as much time as Eli Manning. It seemed like yeah, it was. It was not good. But uh, wait, let's go back to the, the Steelers. But we were just we're trying to um, finish up with that game. Um, yes, Juju Smith Schuster, awesome. I mean, look fantastic. People who took you know chances on him, uh, taking him a bit earlier, paid off. I mean, he didn't get a touchdown, but man, he looked good. 
And um, he is that advertised. So just keep playing him. Just keep putting him out there. He's a number two wide receiver. All right. My team name in uh, the in the last minute league. I usually only like doing two. But I was asked, I think I told you the story, half an hour before a draft started. They were like, um, can you take this guy's place? He actually just quit the league. And we don't want the whole league to fall apart. <laughs> like, it was like, all right, I'll jump in. And I drafted him and my team is, um, Voodoo Mama Juju. Nice. From uh, the <laughs> office. Very nice. Um, all right. So anything else on the Steelers or that game or? No, I mean, that, I, I think that's, like, fantasy wise, no, that game's just a really interesting game. I feel like it's going to be high scoring. Yeah. I mean, we don't necessarily pick these four games based on full fantasy. It's, you know, intrigue factor. You know, or interesting factor. And speaking of intrigue, let's go to the Thursday night game where the Ravens are playing at the Bengals, playing the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year in Week 17 to let the Bills into the playoffs. In some intriguing fashion. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, uh, Dalton, the Buffalo legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, does Joe Mixon continue his uh, no. his Week 1 – no. His week one ways? No. I'm going to say no. The bandwagon's going to stall. Only because I wanted that, to. That is – I can't tell if the Ravens are a really good defense or a really opportune defense. I mean the second one's probably better for fantasy because yeah. they get so many turnovers. But I'm not good how – I'm not sure how good they are at just like stopping drives. Um, I mean, it's tough because they played against the Bills, so it'll be yeah. I, I think I think this is a good benchmark for both teams this week to see, you know, where each team is at based on offense and defenses. Can we just not base any defenses on what they do against the Bills? Yeah, I think that's probably the best method. But and I mean, even the Colts defense was bad, so I think, like I said, this is a good benchmark to see, like. Defense versus an off, like like the Ravens who are yeah really you know on about the defense and the, the Bengals who look like maybe their offense is taking a step forward to see which one sort of is the real deal this week. This is a game. Yeah, I, I don't think you bet on this game. No, you don't bet on it. No. This is a this is I don't know what's hap- going to happen in this one. A- AFC North games. No, that's not like this, those aren't the best games to bet on. Yeah, the Bills, I mean, the Ravens absolutely crushed them in their first meeting last year. Um, that defense tore them apart. And then the Bengals kicked them out of the playoff contention. So, who knows? Not I. Not I. Do you think you're going to have a little bounce back for Alex Collins, who uh, got a touchdown, first drive, fumbled the ball, and then was benched for a little, but then also just kept out because the game was out of reach? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Alex Collins, he he's clearly the starting running back. They would be not. It'd just be not smart move to not use him. Yeah, he fumbled the ball, but I mean, it was shitty conditions. You gotta. You gotta there were so there were so many fumbles. Week one, it's he's it's your, not a huge he's deal. He's your workhorse. He, he has to be the guy you want to you know trust in short yardage situations. And, you know, just getting the ball down the field. I mean, that's what you are. You're not a passing team. You put up 47 points and, and you only threw for like 230 yards. Like, you, you're not a passing offense. Like, you, you're, 
your game is ball control and good defense. So if you want that, you gotta feed Alice Collins the ball. All right, Joe Flacco, like six of the last seven weeks, he's been a QB one. QB my ass. I'm just saying, like he's he's been a top ten QB six of the seven it's last. Good, you weeks. play him this week. I mean, he's not on my team, but <laughs> you play him this week. Go ahead. I don't give a fuck about Joe Flacco. So got pretty angry. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, anything else about that game? Joe Mason's gonna crap out. <laughs> do you um do you like Tyler Eifert at all as a starting tight end? I mean, he was he he dropped really low because of all his injury history. But if you have him, you kind of have like almost my thinking on Reed, where you kind of have to play him if he's healthy, just because he's the best red zone threat. Yeah, no, he's like yeah, he is definitely the best red zone. Uh, like I, I'm. Sh- if I looked, but, up, I'm uh, just saying. Yeah, like, he, if I looked up their red zone stats for Tyler Eifert, one like a year where he was healthy, I'm sure he's at the top of nearly everything. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, but he's not going to get you over eight points if he doesn't get a touchdown. Of course, he's he not. doesn't. He doesn't get he catches. He's exactly like Jimmy Graham now, which I will continue to warn people about. These two will not get over ten. Eight points, even eight points without a touchdown. Yeah, I'm gonna. They're uh, not gonna have a game with over six receptions this whole fucking season. Speaking of apologies, that might be coming in a couple weeks. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, but, I don't know. If you, maybe if you had Delaney Walker and Tyler Eifert, you sort of stuck with them, so. I don't know. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Alright. Hopefully you have better options than Tyler Eifert. All right. Well, now that we uh, finish up our four-game mini uh, mini menu of week two games, let's go on to some start sits. Start sit. Yeah. Um, we're just gonna do three. Go around the table. My first one is Lashawn McCoy. You can start him with confidence against the Chargers. They're gonna be at home. Josh Allen's probably gonna start. They're gonna want to limit Josh Allen's throws. As much as possible, not put too much on his plate. They're going to feed the running game. And I know LaShawn McCoy is not like any player that's on the Chiefs, but the Chargers defense can be run on. I am starting LaShawn McCoy. I'm not worried about his week one performance. That was an anomaly caused by the Peter Man. The Peter Man. Um, all right. I am going to uh, contradict you Uh-oh. and say you are not starting any Buffalo player until further notice. None? None. Nada. You do not play any of them until you absolutely see that their offense can move the football. They're garbage yeah. from top to bottom. I don't care how good LaShawn McCoy is or was. Their offensive line is shit, and I do not trust him. And the Chiefs uh, didn't really run the ball that well. Yeah, maybe they could have, but from the stat line, they didn't run that well. So, I don't trust LaShawn McCoy, nor do I trust any other bill. Sit all your Buffalo players. Until further further notice. Exactly. I, obviously, I think, believe Brian agrees with me there. Yeah, keep them on the shelf. Don't even dust them off. That's it. You don't dust off trash. <laughs> so, uh, you have any start sits, or are you just hopping on, you know, hopping on that train? Um, I am... I have two position uh, competitions that are both starts. Um, my first is 
It's going to be a tight end battle in the Indy Washington game. Doyle Reed both look great. Um, Doyle had a little bit of a fuck up, but I think they said it was his second fumble in four years. So yeah, that's not a concern. Uh, just getting targeted left and right though by luck. And, um, Reed, you know, could have had a much bigger game if it wasn't such a blowout. They obviously kept it light on him second half. Um, cause if there's somebody you're going to keep it light on in a blowout, it's fucking Jordan Reed. Yep. But uh, I like this game to be a little closer. Indy's a better team than Arizona. Luck is back and he's going to keep the team in it, even if the defense sucks. I just, I think both these guys could get a hundred yards. I do. Wow. I really do. I mean, they could. Absolutely. I mean, so, so start both of them, what we're saying. Start Doyle and start Reed, which I'm definitely starting Reed, so. And if you have them both, make one your flex. Double up on them tight ends. My second start sit is Devin Funches. Especially with, if Greg Olson is out for an extended period of time, he goes up to a wide receiver two slash three. In four games where Greg Olson was playing last year, he only averaged five and a half targets, 40 yards, and, and got two touchdowns. In the five games where Greg Olson was out, he had eight targets, averaged 81 yards, and had four TDs. For whatever reason, whenever Greg Olson's out, Devin Funches takes over the patrolling the middle of the field and becoming Cam Newton's favorite target. There you go. Um, I mean, with DJ Moore didn't really do anything last game. I, mean, I don't know if they're easing him in. That, that game was a, a slobber knocker. It was ugly. But I like... If Greg Olson is out, Devin Funches becomes an easy wide receiver two slash three kind of player. So you can start him this week with confidence. Interesting. I, I don't disagree with that one as much as I disagree with the other one. Um, I would hope not because that, that was pretty mean. <laughs> it, was, it was truthful. Um, what I'm going with is we're going to go back to that Washington game, and I'm going to say you could start Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson in this game. Burst the Colts, who cannot stop the run. Oh, so now you're finally on, you're finally on this on the start, Adrian Peterson. After you ridiculed me last week for it, I will ridicule. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes, Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson both worth worth starts. Burst the Colts. They're two different kinds of running backs, so you're going to get the receiving yards out of Chris Thompson, even though he also went off in the running game only on like five attempts at like sixty some yards. And Adrian Peterson will be the bruiser for now. Um, get what you can out of Adrian Peterson, especially maybe after this week, you get two, maybe hundred yard games back to back, then sell high on him. But both of these guys are worth a start versus Indianapolis. No doubt about it. Chris Thompson, a bona fide RB2. Bonafide. Especially in PPR. Oh, for Fire sure. Him no up doubt. at will. I'll be talking about him. In just a little bit, too. Yeah, I like them. Oh, God. They, Spoiler. We're talking about exactly what you wanted to see from people. Him coming off a bad injury, just all over the field, looking just as athletic as before. Exactly what you want to see. If I drafted him in something like the seventh round, I'm feeling good right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Love my Chris Thompson in, like, three of my four leagues. So, yeah. Uh, any more start sets? Or are we going to, um. Well, did Brian get, Brian didn't get a second. Oh, I know he did. Oh, my bad. I'm, I'm so excited. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Alright. I am, uh, gonna put my heat seekers at the Philly Tampa Bay game. I'm gonna start a pair of usually backup wide receivers, 
But Nelson Aguilar obviously been thrusted into the wide receiver one. I don't think he's someone you could keep on the bench. Just target upon target upon target last game. Going against a defense that's not as good as Atlanta. Not too much worse, but not as good. And, um, yeah, I just like him to get another, like, 12 targets this game. So just a PPR guy. Also, if Deshaun Jackson is out, like Godwin as a flex play. Um, looked great in the first half, didn't do too much in the second half. Obviously the talent's there. And if he gets wide, if he gets wide receiver two duties all to himself, I think he could be very productive. Um, I sit Barber in this game. Uh, I know he looked pretty good last game. Just not, don't think it's worth it against Philly to, to put him out there yet. I agree. And, um, yeah, my start was also Nelson Aguilar. So I'm with you on that. Hey, I think he's a great DFS play this week as well. Cause I don't think his price point will be too high. And versus, you know, defense that just gave up, uh, 400 plus yards. So also DraftKings is PPR and Nelson Aguilar got like 12 catches for 35 <laughs> yards or something. Somehow <laughs> yeah. it didn't make any sense. Such a stupid stat. He, he averaged two yards per catch. It was ridiculous. Like not even joking. Not, not even joking. That that was actually his stat. Uh, that was crazy. But yeah, no, definitely worth it. Uh, DFS. So right. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, um, I'm go. I'm well, go let me go with a sit because you guys kind of want to sit. Actually, Brandon, but uh, I'm gonna go Pierre Garcon. Barber. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna go Pierre Garcon. Uh, Jimmy G didn't really look his way too much at all, and he Garcon didn't wasn't wasn't getting open. He was looking towards Pettis, Pettis' way. Pettis, Pettis. Uh, the rookie guy or whatever from I don't even know where he had, he just had weird colored hair and Jimmy G just kept looking his way and he did alright. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm, it's the hair? I, it's, de- I mean, maybe it's Maybelline. Uh, it's probably the weird colored hair though. <laughs> wow. Um, alright. Anything else you guys want to no, touch I on th- for that? I think we're good. We can go on to, uh, our sweet next segment. All right, let's go on to our sweet next segment where uh, Brian is getting his text messages ready. Well, let me dial them up. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. It's, a, it's a weird phone noise. Your phone. What, kind of, what, kind of, what model do you have of iPhone? Uh, Motorola. Oh, of course. Flip phone. Two-way. <laughs> okay, uh, dialed. Dialed up. Ooh, right. This is going to be a tough one to beat. Okay, we got, as I said, we had a lot of text messages. So... Uh, let's start the clock now. Patriots not named Gronk or Brady were as maddening as ever. Four guys got three or more carries. Eight guys caught a pass. Hogan only caught one. Dorsett was what Hogan was supposed to be. Dorsett will probably be what Hogan was next week. Burkhead was a PPR guy last year and only targeted once, but got close to 20 carries. Jeremy Hill got four carries, but we'll get 15 next week. Who the hell knows? But, like, still got to own them. There's always going to be three guys who get more than 15 points. That's a crazy relationship you sign up for. Patriots weapons are the classic, but the sex is good girlfriend. Who led the league in points this week? That's right, Alvin Kamara, just like I suspected and said on the pod. What team had two players in the top six and three in the top 13? That's right, Tampa Bay. Just like I, uh, yeah, fantasy football's weird. If you started the entire Tampa Bay squad, Fitz, Jackson, Evans, Godwin, Barber, Howard, you maybe, possibly, probably would have won your week. Speaking of real, actually predicted powerhouses, the Chiefs were exactly who we thought they were. Oh boy, they were explosive. That Chiefs-Charger game possessed so many fantasy players I love. 
but no one was more outstanding than Tyreek Hill. I'm having a hard time remembering a deep threat receiver that was this solid as an every week wide receiver one. Only guy that comes to my mind is Deshaun Jackson in his prime. With Mahomes' rocket arm, Hill may absolutely play himself into becoming a first-round fantasy pick next year. It's absolutely mind-boggling how many plays of more than 20 yards he makes. Sean Jackson has had 13 receptions for more than 40 yards in 2014. I say Hill matches that this year. He had nine last year. Tyrod Taylor was QB6 this week. He didn't look particularly good. He led his team to a tie. Everything about him screamed very competent QB, but maybe not the guy you want. But yet he still remains a killer in fantasy. He is consistently a top 12 QB. You're not. You're just not going to start him in fantasy and be disappointed or overthrilled. He's quite. Oh, you are out. That's out of time. <laughs> I had one and like one tenth text, and left. we'll never know what that text is. <laughs> oh, we will not. That is also the only segment on the show you should listen to in half speed. <laughs> well, oh, I man. try to beat the clock. Yeah, I don't get people that listen to podcasts in double speed because that. I always just get so annoying. I feel like people list people do that. Yeah, that's like a big thing. Why you're never gonna catch that segment in double speed? Nuh-uh. Good luck trying. I, it's gonna it's gonna be like only hummingbirds will be able to listen to that. I <laughs> I don't even like hearing hearing myself in regular speed. I don't even want to know what I sound like in double speed. No, so that that's just that's just bad. Also, I feel I think you mentioned Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill is out with an ACL. Yep, towards ACL gone for the year. Oh really? Yep, that's that's classic Jeremy Hill. Classic, oh, Jeremy. classic Jeremy Hill. Good thing I got Burkhead and Michelle on a team. So, but uh, yeah, I didn't want to cut you off while you were, uh, you know, go, going through your two minute drills. So. Yeah, yeah, you're That's in the bad. you're in the zone on that one. All right, and since Brian's two minute drill is finished, we move on to the final segment of the show. It is. All right, so last week results, I had Brian in first place, me in second place, Anthony in third place because he picked Alex Collins and Jimmy Graham, both not well, that good. Well, it looked good to start with Alex Collins, and yeah. then it just went downhill from there. Also, I just want to say I perfectly predicted Deion Lewis's reverse stats. I said like 40 rushing yards and 70 passing yards. It was the opposite. And it was the opposite. Hey, good job, man. So I, I was almost there. All right, so – Brian gets five weeks, uh, five points for that week. Oh, he gets five weeks. Nice. Ooh. Five uh, week win. That I get good. I get three points. Anthony gets one point for the all important boys standings. Who did I have again? You had uh, Jack Doyle and Blah Pal. Oh yeah, baby. So I mean, Blah Pal had a nice, nice like flex game. Yeah. Tonight. Crowell would have been the better play, but well, yeah. Um. All right. So Brian, you get to go first. All right, these guys that I completely have written down. Jesus Christ, second I'm week not in a just row. looking at them right now. I'm <laughs> going with my boy, who John and I were very high on going into the league, saying, I think we were saying this. I know I was. I think John was with me there. What? That he might be a better option than Demarius Thomas straight up. Oh, yeah. I was. Oh, yeah, you guys were. ADP. Yeah. I'm going with E.M. Annual Sanders. Who just looked like him and Keenum were best friends. Um, yes, that's for us. Let's dial it up. Another two, another hundred yard game, two in a row for EM Annual Sanders. And I went tight end Wait, last week. What was his first name again there? 
Emmanuel. Okay. <laughs> it just came to me. I'm like insane. E. Emmanuel. Um, Sounds good. And I am going tight end again this week. And let's just keep the tight ends rolling. I said it was the year of the tight end. Um, you're the tight end whisperer over there. We're the year of the tight end injuries, I guess. But all the tight ends I've been pumping up have been doing pretty well. I'm going to go want Doyle last week. Go and Kittle this week. I read Doyle and Kittle, my three guys going into the season. I think they're all going to have another good week, but Kittle especially. Detroit just did not look good. Obviously, the Jets don't really have tight end power, so that didn't really show up in the scoreboard. But um, if this Detroit defense is going to be like the Patriots defense of yesteryear, then I like just dialing up, just like we did with the Patriots last year, just fucking play people against them. <laughs> and that's my man, Kittle. I say um, eight catches, 93 yards. Okay. Uh, I will go now because Anthony got last place. And no. um, my first guy is the the guy that ran so well in Arizona last week. Adrian Peterson going up against Indy, who just let up so many yards to the the bad man Joe Mixon. He's only fifty five hundred. So we is... buried that. What? Oh no, we buried it with Tyreek Hill. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, we, we never really had a. Th- oh, I'll say that thing with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So uh, Adrian Peterson, he had twenty six touches. They're gonna. It looks like they're just throwing him straight into the fire in Washington. Um, I mean, I don't know if that offense is actually going to be good or it's just that Arizona is that bad. Week one, too early to tell. But I'm riding Adrian Peterson again this week. Um, home opener against Indy. Anthony. That's your only guy? Oh, we're, oh, we're doing two? He already did his balls of his. Oh, shit. We should have rotated, but whatever. All right. My, oh, I'm sorry. No, nah, that's right. No, it's, it's, it's okay. Just have a donut. Uh, my second guy is... Um, I want a donut. What? Yeah. Uh, Mike Williams going up against Buffalo in Buffalo. He is very cheap on DraftKings, 3,700. He had a very nice game against the Chiefs. He had like what, like eight catches or something like that? I forget. Mike Williams? Yeah. No, yeah, it was, I think it was, like eight for 75 was, or maybe more. It, maybe. No, it was, it was five for 81 or five for 88 or something like that. All right. So, uh, so a very good game. Um, he looks better. Like he didn't play as much as Travis Benjamin or Tyrell Williams, but he looked a lot better than both of those no, guys. No, he looked much better. Yeah. Like he, he's got, um, good speed, good height, great hands. So I am rolling with him at a huge discount on a bad Buffalo team. That's going to be, their defense is going to be on the field a lot unless Josh Allen becomes like some like superhuman guy, but not going to happen. No. Anthony. All right. Um, that's funny. I almost picked Mike Williams, and you picked the other guy from Washington who I'm picking, which is Chris Thompson, who I should have went with last week. Honestly, these past two weeks, we've been very heavy Washington. I, I don't understand, though, why I didn't go with Chris Thompson last week. I love Chris Thompson. He is, like, my ultimate boy. And, I mean, He's all our boys. look, um, Colts are terrible, the defense. And if, if Alex Smith, like we talked about, or at least I talked about, he's a dumper. And... Chris Thompson is going to be the dump receiver. And yeah, and that, that, that's in a good way. That's a toilet in a good way. Because Chris Thompson is going to go for 100 total yards like he did last week and get himself another touchdown. On the other part, I'm staying with John with San Diego. Oh, and I'm going Austin Eckler. 
Ooh. Yes, I was just going to say after we were done that he will be my boy of the year. <laughs> the, I'm telling you, the Bills are bad, and the Ravens don't have a great offense and still put up 47 points. So what do you think the fucking Chargers are going to do? They're going to put up maybe 55 fucking points because and Austin Eckler is going to see – a. All he needs to see is about six or seven carries, and now he could probably get 50 yards out of that. And four to five receptions, get himself another 50 yards. He made a couple of real nice catches. I'm just saying, 80, 80 total yards with at least four receptions and one touchdown. He regularly rushes it for eight yards every time he gets an attack. He's so, like, he's real good. I'm just saying, they put him in a good position. He's a good runner. He's a great pass catcher. First the fucking Bills. And it's, you know what? It's in Buffalo, but who cares? Because it's not going to be like... December cold Buffalo, so San Diego should be fine in Buffalo this week. Eckler's going to have a great game. Yeah, and they might even be better away from home because all their home stadium is is filled with fucking tourists <laughs> who root for the other team. Yeah, that's true. That was my other. That was my other alternate. Uh, stay the same in case you guys picked my my uh, two that I had. Was that the Chargers still have no, no home fans. field home field advantage that's at all? Um, and I will apologize for Jimmy Graham last week. I really just thought that this was going to be a new change of scenery with Rodgers, but you know, same old, same old. He leaves the he leaves the Saints, and he's he's not a good tight end anymore. So, <laughs> all right, and same old, same old for Packers tight ends. You bring a big name in as a tight end, and everyone's like, oh, he has Rodgers now. Rodgers doesn't throw to tight ends, silly. He does. He never does. <laughs> he never will. He never will. Also, I don't know if this is. Conversation for another day, but Austin Eckler, Tevin Coleman, Deion Lewis, like backup running backs in quotes better than their Chris Thompson. Well, I mean, Chris Thompson is probably the starting running back anyways, but like backup quote unquote running backs that are better than the starters. Possibly. Possibly. Melvin Gordon did look good though. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, he did. 100 receiving yards. Who knows if Eckler could, if he would break down a little, if he got the workhorse carries, but I do think now the Chargers can't be like, we're not going to use him this game. Like he has to factor into the game plan now because he's just so electric when he touches yeah, it. Yeah, he has to be a Chris Thompson. Like he he has to get the ball in his hands at least you know eight to ten times a game easily. Yeah, you know. So, all right. Well, that finishes it up for us this week. Um, don't forget to. Join our DraftKings League. Just search Fantasy Lens Podcast or comment on anything uh, that we post on social media. We'll add you. Uh, follow us on Fantasy underscore Lens on Twitter. Fantasy Lens, pe- Fantasy Lens Pod on Instagram. Fantasy Lens on Facebook. FantasyLensPod.com. Um, our Daily Fantasy what, uh, article is actually pretty pretty good, I feel well, like. And it was pretty, pretty popular, I would say. And by the time you're hearing this, our Wave of Wire article should be up on our website, fantasylandspod.com, like John just said, um, just in case, you know, waivers didn't go through for you yet. Um, but yeah, that, that DFS article was pretty good. We'll have another one out this week. And, um, anything else? And, and yeah, just look for the uh, DraftKings League that we have. I think we upped the, uh, the teams to maybe 20 this time. Well, yeah, cause there's the whole thing. But, yeah. um, also rate and subscribe to us. And we will see you next week. Peace. Good luck, Good luck week two. Bye.